Welcome everyone, you're listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I am hoping I don't freeze once more. Uh, joining me in lieu of Terry Tan is Duke the Graphite. How's it going, Duke? What's up, man? Glad to be here. You're not frozen. Everything is okay. Duke's filling in because Terry couldn't be here. Uh, the show typically goes off the rails when the two of us get together. And of course, trying to rein it all in is our producer, the Eagle and Master Control. How's it going, Eags? I can guarantee you I will fail at keeping order in this conversation. Every time there's the two of you, what ends up happening is Pease is very reasonable, and then Duke gets lost. And then Pease yeah. has to fill, and then Duke gets lost. And then <laughs> the process repeats itself for the next topic. Yeah. What are we talking about again? <laughs> That's the one. That's exactly the one. Uh, we have a we have a guest on this week. Luca Scott joins us. Uh, Luca is a new hot sauce uh, contributor. I'm really happy to have him on. Um, it looks as though my face is frozen. Yep. So I, I don't know what to do. I promise you, though. Stay frozen. Let's my roll. office is quite warm, so if you touch my face, you would know that it's not actually frozen. So that's a benefit, I think. Ah, uh, you're not uh, frozen anymore. I'm unfrozen. I'm unfrozen. I, I thought yeah, I unfrozen you by going like oh, that. Oh wait, no, it's back. It's back. We're gonna be <laughs> dealing with this the rest of the show, ladies and gentlemen. So just yeah, prepare to see that. still as uh, a piece of face in whatever it. form it decides to stop at. Yeah. I pay a ton of money for internet. I miss the studio. Can this pandemic be done? Um, Lucas Scott joins us. Like I said, he uh, he's starting a new podcast with us uh, called the We Got Balls podcast with him and Dean Bortoya, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what that show is going to be like. I'm excited. I keep saying um, Hot Sauce Sports has got kind of like a fight club thing going where I'm wandering through the house, and I keep seeing all these people who are now join, joining our uh, version of Project Mayhem, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of awesome. You know, that movie makes me sad because it's always a blonde guy that gets his ass kicked in that, in that movie. Yeah, like, every time I watch it, he always gets, he gets massacred, and I'm always, I'm always like, I always feel for him. Even if he yeah. likes a douchey. Isn't that a metaphor for life? White douchebag gets his face beaten in. <laughs> um, so there's some, there's some pretty awful stuff that's happened this week, and we're going to get to that later. We, we, have a, we have a pretty heavy show, especially at the beginning, so we don't want to beat that over the head with a mallet. But, you know, we, we tend to do this thing where we weave in some serious topics. We joke around about some other stuff. Uh, we'll get to the serious stuff uh, that happened in Atlanta later. For those of you who've been watching the show, uh, or listening to the show for quite some time. If you uh, are new to the proceedings, remember to like and subscribe to the show. Uh, for those of you who are returning, however, know that I'm, I'm very sensitive to things that happen in the Atlanta area. I have a lot of friends that are there. My wife is from uh, the Atlanta metro area. So uh, we'll talk about that later. For now, uh, you know, travesty, not quite, quite as high on that list, but Zack Snyder came out right. with his of the Justice League movie. The Justice League movie is the only movie in recent history that I actually walked away from about 20 minutes and I said, I can't do this. This is an absolute abject waste of my time. And now Zack Snyder's made it longer. That's 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 really funny. Before we get to that, uh, my experience with a walking out kind of movie uh, was Inception. I, I don't know. I, I've always, I, I will be the first one to tell you I'm as dumb as it gets. I am. But I love the. I that love the was Rick one of the Morty most joke. painful movies to watch in the theater. I love the Rick and Morty I'm, joke where where, uh, where Rick says to Morty, uh, "You know, I know you didn't understand Inception. Don't, don't you not stop trying to impress me, uh, Morty." <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of was in between with the, with Inception, dude. I, I kind of was with you that like, I feel like if if it got hyped up to you and you watched the movie, you thought it was fine. And if you hadn't heard anything about it really before then, you watched it and you're like, this is great. I was kind of in your camp where I was like expecting this incredible movie and I was like, eh, it's all right. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty film. Guy, guy, if I need to watch a movie twice to get it, you, you're never going to get me. I have a so not friend a who's a, a huge DC fan, and he gave up on the uh, cinematic universe somewhere between the Batmobile having machine guns and Jared Leto. <laughs> um, so that's actually not the first time. The, the, the Batmobile has had guns in almost every iteration, and I don't know why that's the case. I actually didn't hate Jared Leto. I thought he was, I thought he was fine. And, like, how can you be that mad at a guy who had four scenes in one movie? Yeah, whatever that's that's part of the problem right there right the hype was real and it failed to deliver but i digress you gotta you, you gotta love how he he posts he's literally just posting black and white pictures of himself in in, in i guess in, in his joker i guess you can call it outfit or whatever just a simple image and the vitriol and the hate this guy's getting for an image that's that's kind of blurry you can't really tell um, I mean, I, I just there's something about Batman fans that just gets my get on my nerves. They just I, I they always like all the better things around. I love. All the things I love are represented by the worst fandom ever. Like, um, for example, like I like Star Wars, worst fans in the, ever. I like comic books, worst fans ever. I just feel like everything I like is largely represented by zealots, and I'm the furthest thing from a zealot when it comes to that kind of stuff. So what's this about the Snyder movie? What's this about Batman? Yeah, he came out with his his cut. Uh, the because Snyder cut, as opposed to the Whedon cut. Yeah, because he had to he had to stop directing the movie at one point, um, and and Josh Whedon finished it, um, and then so this is the movie Zack Snyder wanted to put together. Full disclosure: I haven't seen it yet, uh, but like I said, I really didn't like Justice League to begin with, so. Uh, a longer version of that movie seems to be a giant waste of time. But what, what is it about? What is it about it you didn't like? Oh, um, it was a combination of some horrendous acting, a story that was going nowhere. Um, the 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 uh, a lot of the sets were done with horrible CGI, where it looked like it was like filmed in like the Maison of Park, like. Uh, it, it was just it, everything about it just felt kind of crappy. There's just no, there was no, no fun, no excitement. There was nothing there. It was, uh, it was just bland, bland and boring. And I was like, I'm not wasting three hours watching this, like fighting to get through it, just because you know I like Affleck and I like Batfleck. Yeah, and yeah. Zack Snyder has a way of expecting his audience to know certain things about the characters and the franchise and the setting and then relies on that knowledge for scenes that he sets up. So apparently this, like what we didn't work with was kind of based on that. And this edition has a lot of like that supplemental scenes that are just there essentially just to give the information to the average viewer a little bit more. Hence why it's much longer, which they cut for the, the cinematic release, which should hopefully make it more logical or coherent. I mean, he's a bad storyteller. Yeah. He's a bad storyteller. He's always been a bad storyteller. Um, he does some cool stuff. Like he, he sets up some great scenes. Like if you if you remember Batman versus Superman, the way that movie starts, where there's all the chaos in the streets from the, the the buildings collapsing, it, it you know really resonated with a generation that grew up in the the fear that existed, uh, you know, at the time of 
Um, and he really captured that feeling and then proceeded to do nothing with it for two hours. So that's that's what Zack Snyder has been. That's what he loves to be. Um, I'm curious. Are you, are you guys going to bother checking it out? I, I, I will, obviously, just because of my nerddom and the fact that I don't sleep. Uh, what about you guys? I didn't watch the uh, first one, so I'm unlikely going to watch this one. So uh, skip. But uh, I'm interested to see what other people say that are much more into the, the whole DC universe. I'm uh I'll be honest I'm I'm really over the whole superhero thing. I can't. I'm I'm over it. I've, I've there's just too much of it. Um I I've I, I just I just think like I think with with all of the superhero movies that come out like it kind of made me crave different types of movies, movies that are I guess non-fiction, uh movies that don't rely too much on CGI, uh, which has been great because I I've 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 found a different lane when it comes to movie watching and stuff. I I've tried to look out for indie movies and movies that um, that don't have such a huge production budget. Um, mind you, I will say that I would love to see a great uh, a, a great Superman movie, um, but there's just something about overly CGI superhero movies that just don't appeal to me anymore. But that's just my opinion. It doesn't mean that they're terrible, and, I, and I'm sure there's been some great ones out there. Eagle, um, this, is, this is Duke doing an absolute callback, and I don't think he realized that uh, Duke brought us back to where we were talking about the blonde douchebag. And with that, it's time for... (laughs) Ah, Terry's the news. I just just don't... I just don't see why I should care about another superhero movie. I mean, aren't all the villains dead by now? I mean, yeah. what what else is there? What else is there's there? There's like a new villains that are stronger than oh, ever before. And the risk is still wait. at risk. I don't know. Just can't, can't, can't look, put it this way. way. The best thing that's going to happen out of all of them is that there's going to be more superhero porn that's going to come out. So anything we can get away from the step sibling <laughs> relationships and more into superheroes is good in my books. Yeah, super cock. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, that's and a of funny course, way to introduce this next topic. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how to segue <laughs> now because it's super awkward. Great stuff, guys. Um, I'm just going to do it. Deshaun Watson um, yeah. being sued in a civil case. Um, this started to break, um, was it last night or two nights ago, where he kind of preemptively put out a statement in the Notes app, which that's a whole other thing. I'll, I'll get to the Notes app thing in a second. Yeah. <laughs> first. He, he goes out and he says, listen, this is bullshit. I've only ever treated women re- with respect. So, like, from the wording, you knew this was going to be bad. Um, According but to him, right? Yes. According to him. It's always funny, it's always funny when, when, when guys that have disrespected women say, well, I've only ever treated them with respect. Never, never, never taking into account that there's someone else's perspective on, on the whole matter as well. Yeah. So there's there's uh, six, six uh, sorry, the lawyer who, who – uh, the lawyer who contacted him initially uh, contacted him to try and get a settle an initial settlement of six figures, so minimum of $100,000, although I, accept, I expect that it's much more. Uh, the lawyer's name, Tony uh, Busby, great name. Um, he says that there's, there's now three lawsuits that have been filed. The most recent one of a woman accusing him of forcing her to perform oral sex onto him. And... Um, the the uh, there's apparently six allegations and now Eagle actually you mentioned to me 
we're up to, there's up to nine uh, apparently that are yeah. there. So three have been filed. There's three that he's currently filing and three more that have to be worked on after that. So either there's a gigantic conspiracy theory going on right now where a lawyer is looking to tarnish his name to try and falsely accuse this NFL star who's holding back to playing with his current team or Deshaun Watson did some fucked up shit. So, well, it could be. Um, I mean, there, there, there could be, there could be some, somewhere in between. I mean, but at the same time, I, I, that's what I always hate about these situations that um, we always take it for. We, we see these reports in the news, and a lot of people, especially on a, a lot of people on, on on social media, for example, they don't actually do any of the research themselves. Don't actually look into any of the information and just come out with a judgment based on whether. They believe whether they believe that he should be innocent or not, and and in a way, when I hear that there's nine allegations, I, I have to say it's it's pretty shocking. I mean, yes, uh, I will never take a lawyer's word for it because, yeah, they, they, I mean, obviously they can be out for they they can be out for a payday, but we we also don't want to minimize um, what some of these women and and probably most of them have have gone through. Um, you know, it's just it's not the time, and it, the timing unfortunately is terrible. You know, I'm always. I'm always uh, careful to not accuse uh, survivors uh, or, or potential survivors of alleged sexual assault um, of lying because then if I'm wrong, they were victims twice, right? Like they were victimized yeah. in, in the actual uh, situation, but then also they were made victims by people who have platforms. And so uh, statistically, women don't lie about this uh, because no, the shame no. that comes along with you, 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 your whole life gets ruined if it turns out that you did lie about it. So it's very few. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does happen. It's, it's not common. It's, le, it's much less common in a situation where uh, there are nine accusers. I will say there's a chance uh, if you, I don't know if you guys remember this, but, but Ronaldo actually had a, uh, a situation with, with an accuser uh, that ended up settling out of court, and then it stops getting reported on because what can you report on when you know the, the, someone's rich enough to sort of get get away with it? And it seems it seems uh, sort of uncouth, but we always put you know value on situations and on human lives. Um, and well, we we give we we give the we give the benefit of the doubt always to always to the athlete. And it's because there, there's this kind of legacy that's built behind that player. I mean, when we when we think of Deshaun Watson, what is the what do we think about? We think he's a wholesome guy, uh, has never caused a problem. He's been loyal to his franchise, obviously up until now. Um, and 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 we we build this 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 story in our head that it's this perfect person. And then when these reports come out, we never give benefit of the doubt to the victims, but we always do that for the for, for the star athlete. Yeah. What, we also, what I also don't know find, him as a person, right? Like we don't know him. We're only reacting yeah, to what we have we no idea. Reacting. What I find interesting about the whole scenario is that if there was an attempt to get a payoff, as he as he claims, right, and you know that you have a lot of skeletons in your closet, wouldn't that incentivize you to take the cover-up deal and not have it go public? Like, why come out ahead, make a statement, right, and kind of say, I'm going to defend myself, knowing that there's a ton of people that are going to be, like, coming out against you. Like, that's the part I don't but really it's, understand it's, it's on PR, this, you know? But, Eagle, that's PR 101. Like, that's 
the thing is, is that um, yeah, you get ahead of the story, but like now it's not it's not one story; it's multiple stories of different accounts of similar pattern, right? I think that's the part sure that's it happens every time because uh, the lawyers will always tell you like never admit guilt, go out uh, defend yourself, and like what's going to happen? And 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 the sad side is if this goes to court and this you know is something that actually happened, then the you know Watson's lawyers will put these women. On this, like like the uh, on trial basically, yeah, like, yeah. They'll, they'll bring they, up their they'll bring up their sexual history as well. Oh, just we to, see, to tarnish we them. When, we see this when 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 a cop kills somebody, they they dig up you know oh this guy smoked pot once in high school or or well look he, look at look at Cosby right I mean when when Cosby was being accused for all, for for these um, for, for the for these um, I don't know sexual assaults and whatnot. I mean, what was the first thing that the lawyers did? They brought up the sexual history. They brought up the fact that, well, those women shouldn't have been there in the first place. They brought up the fact that they were sexually promiscuous. So never once were they looking at actually, you know. The guy uh, committed the crime. Exactly. They were yeah. looking at this because he had this, this legacy that was pre-built that when we hear these stories, it's, it's, it, it, the, the public defense is always going to steer in the favor of, of, the, uh, of the athlete, you know. And that's the thing is, like, especially in the case of Bill Cosby, like people just assumed – He's Dr. Huxtable. People assume he's the kind old man from the Jello commercials. But like, that's that's again, that's you don't know who these people are. You don't know anything about Deshaun Watson other than what the team and he puts out there. And so, look, I, I hope it's wrong. I hope that that it didn't happen because you know what? A world with less sexual assault is awesome. But you know, like we're saying, if there's nine accusers, man, the the, the odds are are stacked against them. One of the, one of the weird things, though, yeah. is the the uh, the uh, conspiracy theory that the team is spreading these rumors because they don't want to trade him. I'm like, uh, that's complete horseshit. He feels that's like, fucking hor- Twitter horseshit. But but like, if he feels as though you're making up a story about him being a rapist, why would he continue working for you? Like, no, like how does that? Just, no, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I mean, nowadays, I mean, uh, conspiracies are a dime and a dozen. I mean, you can find one about anything. You can yeah, find some like and conspiracies about lettuce, well, and birds aren't real, so. We know that for sure. Uh, there's a similar story, unfortunately, that, that broke. Uh, well, it's not even breaking. It's something that's been investigated for decades at this point. Uh, it has to do with the English Football Association. Uh, they've been condemned for institutional failure in protecting children. Uh, the report lists at least 692 abuse survivors and 240 suspects. The report names a specific gentleman who's been covered uh, constantly. He's, he's sort of like the face of uh, this awful case. Barry Bennell, he saw a wave of testimonies in 2016. Uh, he was the former talent, uh, youth talent scout for Manchester City. The inquiry found that the team's leadership in the 1980s did not investigate the rumors of Bennell's conduct, and he was even known to run the club as the kid, Kitty Fiddler. Kitty Fiddler, uh, yeah. These complaints were even highlighted in a 1997 documentary. That is astounding. I, I can never understand why it is that employers – will protect people like this because there's no there's no way you come out looking good right if you protect someone who did this you're better off firing him saying hey we had no idea as soon as we knew we got rid of him we're gonna put in you know these measures and we're gonna make this a safer place i don't understand the cover-up i find it it's just dumb and more than dumb it legitimately hurts people so so this is not this is not uh, in any way a uh, uh you know uh, me siding with with the with the English federation the English soccer federation at all. 
Um, but I will say that it was a hell of a lot easier to cover up stories like this that in, in that time frame back then. And maybe they just oh, didn't like, have the motivation to do so. Um, it's like the Sheldon Kennedy story in hockey, right? Like we found out there was all this stuff happening in youth hockey. And it's yeah. these yeah. are programs where people are away from their kids are away from their families for a long time. Um, and that's what it takes for them to sort of get to uh, professional levels. And then, you know, they don't have the protections that children typically have when they're in a family environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's and it's extremely unfortunate because then this gets dug out. Um, these, um, you know, the, these cases, they, 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 uh, they come, they, they surface back up to the light um, and it's too late. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that were abused, a lot of the, a lot of the people that, um, you know, that could have used healing and used, used support back then. I mean, they're much older now, they're dealing with traumas and it's very hard to heal when you're this much older when you've dealt with a lifetime of, uh, of, of trauma to deal with, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Eagle, any thoughts? I mean, I don't like soccer to begin with, so this gives me <laughs> more reason to hate it. Yeah, it sucks. English soccer is like the only soccer I like, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, but, but again, like the, the, the thing is, is, it is important that these things are coming out. It's important that uh, things are changing. We know that in hockey, it's, uh, it's been very different uh, since the, all the information about Sheldon Kennedy came out um, and he was brave enough to speak out. So like, Gladly, this has happened in soccer too, and hopefully, eventually, this this kind of thing will be eradicated, and, and um, situations like this can be avoided just with rules that make better sense and are are better at protecting people. Uh, and we'll see we'll see if that comes of this. We'll see if that's the result of this, and hopefully, that's the case. Um, that was a lot of heavy stuff, guys. So we're gonna take a yes. little bit, into something a bit lighter. NFL free agency. This is the time of year, Duke, where guys like you and I, we've been cheering for our teams. We we haven't lived really to see oh no you've seen one Raiders championship right uh, oh, they lost they, they lost that's the closest no no I that was my first that was my first experience as a Raiders fan really being as a as a kid watching them get destroyed by the Bucks Eagle you you've uh you've you've lived through two Packers Super Bowls right just the one. Well, I mean technically that's I lived one. through the other one but I wasn't actually watching at that point. How do you think we are bro? How old do you I mean, think we are? I mean, we are old people, but... Yeah. <laughs> but so, like, here's where the NFL does the thing, right? We're from free agency to the NFL draft, we're trafficking in hope, and by week four and five, we're kind of get the vibe of, like, you know what? Our team's probably okay, but not special. And this is, like, this has been the Raiders, it's been the, the Dolphins forever, but now there's a new face of, of the, the false hope. Uh, or maybe... Uh, Bill Belichick, a guy who's never really focused on free agency, that dude is spending with both hands. Like he's he's losing his mind. Uh, when you see what they got out and get, like with the, he got some weapons for the newly re-signed Cam Newton, uh, John U. Smith and Hunter and Hunter Henry. What are your thoughts, Duke, when you see that? I think a lot of the I think I think that a lot of the signings were very reasonable. I, I I mean, knowing the Patriots, there's a lot of clauses in the contracts that allow them to cut these players without any um, with without without payment on on to, to some certain extent. But I mean, I really like the I like the, the signing of both receivers, Aguilar and Bourne. I think both of them are excellent. I thought that was a lot of whether, money for those receivers, though. I think they just right, had to spend it on somebody, and that those are the best. It's the 
that's that's just what the market is at the moment. And the yeah. fact is that I think that they wanted to secure. They wanted. To, they didn't want to take any chances. The fact that they have already Cam Newton that's on a decline. They wanted to at least give him some weapons to work with. Which my God, I mean. If you're Tom Brady right now, looking at these signings, you're just asking yourself, why didn't I get this opportunity to, to yeah, have to he, have better had, receivers? I and, mean, the two tight ends then, he had were Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez in his prime. Yeah, well, of course, of course. But I mean, I mean, did he ever experience a Belichick spending spree? No, he never did. So, and and also in a sense, like on the defensive side, on the de- defensive side, very intelligent players that he that he signed, very good, very solid. He signed. He signed. Uh, he signed Mills, uh, cornerback. I think from the uh, from the Eagles. Uh, yeah. That guy from the Dolphins that I don't know how to pronounce his name. Devon Godshaw. Uh, but that was one I was going to mention actually because nobody knows him because he plays on the Dolphins. Devon Godshaw is a excellent. very very good defensive back. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Matt um, also, yeah, Matt Judon is back with the Patriots. Uh, yeah. Basically, they took pieces from the Dolphins in the yeah. trade and then signed back the player the next year. I, it was nonsense. I just. I just find the funniest thing is like now that we're in this in this time in NFL where teams are cutting players left and right because the cap the cap is shrinking. Now all of a sudden the Patriots have money to spend. They didn't have before, but now now that there's all this wealth of of, of talent out there, you know, uh, they're they're well, the first ones. The first one thing is like half part of me thinks that Belichick just kind of got lucky, and the part of me is like, did he know? Did he know like okay, well. The cap's going to go down because uh, we're going to lose football revenue and everyone's going to have to cut people. And our cap is like our cap was super low last year. So now I can just go out and get everyone. Uh, but yeah. to be fair, like, you know, we always say the team that wins the offseason never has never has the uh, success to match it. This is the first time we see the Patriots do that because the Patriots are usually the example of how you don't need to win the offseason. Yeah. Here they are. I, I still, I still think that uh, in the NFL draft, the Patriots will draft a, a quarterback. I think that I think that they will. Um, they're going to spend some draft capital on trying to find a future quarterback because there's some very, very good, talented prospects out there. And when and with the signing of Cam Newton, I mean, uh, they got a they got a little bit of flack, especially from New England fans, thinking, "Yeah, oh, he's this guy. This guy's worn out. This and that." I mean, Cam Newton is still an excellent athlete. Uh, he could probably last you a good part of the season. But why not at this moment? You've spent a lot of capital on bringing in high-caliber talent on both sides of the ball. This would be the time to draft, um, you know, to draft a, a, a potential replacement for Cam Newton, and that. But and I think that I that's, actually, yeah. I actually read contrary to that. Oh, the readings, yeah. I forget where it was that Belichick apparently has been said saying uh, has been caught on record saying that this draft class actually is very low on talented quarterbacking and that Cam Newton is actually someone he wants to continue to work with because he loves his work ethic essentially. So oh, I, 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 I see this actually going in the opposite work. direction. I think they're going to try and use Newton as long as possible until they find their quarterback replacement and that Jimmy Garoppolo is apparently back in the trade picture to bring him back to New England. Well, we know we know Belichick loves Garoppolo, right? Like that was a whole thing where but Brady went over Belichick's head to uh, to get Kraft to trade uh, Garoppolo. But the uh, the the move to me that signifies that this is a team being built around Cam Newton. Eagle, put up Julian Edelman's tweet. Uh, let me see if I can find it first. It's in the uh, the script. Yeah, yeah, I'll find it. Don't worry. So I'll filibuster. 
So given that he signs Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, to me it's two tight ends who can catch the ball. Uh, the, the most success Cam Newton's ever had as a quarterback was with a young and healthy Greg Olson. So he's always been comfortable throwing to the tight end, uh, especially in red zone where Cam Newton was atrocious this season. Mm-hmm. Give him two targets he can use. There we go. <laughs> the awesome tight end party. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. That's great. So, um, to me, this signifies that they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. They're going to use a lot of run pass option. Um, and they're going to throw to those tight ends in the red zone. So I think I, I disagree. I, I, I'm, I'm going to side with Eagle on this one. I think it looks like they're doing what they can to keep uh, to keep Cam Newton around until they absolutely find who they think the, the, the next quarterback of the future is. Yeah, I mean, and it might that might I, just be their previous quarterback of the future, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I look. I, I absolutely. I, I absolutely want Cam to to, to succeed. I. He is by far one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. I, he's always been an exciting athlete and whatnot. Um, it's just it's unfortunate that the past two seasons, I mean, one with Car- the la- his last season with Carolina and with New England last year, um, there just seems to be something off with his throwing mechanics. He just and I, obviously with 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 the game plan that you're that you're suggesting, Peace, there's less of a reliance on on his accuracy so much because a lot of it's going to be short kind of passes and whatnot. Yeah. However, in the NFL, when you're playing against really good teams and you're only able to, you know, uh, to complete short passes and to rely on on, on short yardage plays, uh, that that can always be kind of a killer. So with the, with the additions that they've made, I can foresee them being really, really good, but the weakness being the quarterback play. So um, now they might not draft a quarterback, but it might be sensible for them to do so. I, I just think that when we're talking about the caliber of, of quarterbacks in the NFL right now, a lot of it has to do with the competition that they've played and with the lack of games and lack of sample size that we have on these athletes. Eagle, uh, the Bucks look like they're ready to run it back this year. And I, I feel like the best way to sum up their offseason is with the tweet that they put out, this this short video. Uh, do you have it ready? I do not because you linked the wrong one. I'll find it. I was about to lose it on you. I'm like, you see it. You know it's the next thing we're going to. Oh, I know. Um, it just it wasn't the right one, so it's okay. Hot sauce splurts. My we bad. We become hot sauce splurts. Um, yeah, so it's a little the Bucks, uh, you know, re-signing Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett finally getting recognition. He's always been a player I liked a lot. And, like, he just got a huge contract. Denver basically let him go because of, like, we have a lot of defensive ends and you're not really getting on the field. And they all got injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How much would they have left to have had him this past season? You know? can, can I just say something? Uh, Drew Locke gets so much hate. And, and some of it I understand, but... Oh, yeah, that wasn't see, it, uh, Eagle. All right, we'll find the other one then. <laughs> no. So anyway, I'll just explain the video. It's a video of. Uh, by the way, Duke, thank you so much for trying to help with the filibustering about Drew Locke. Like, I love, I love Drew Locke. I love him. I love him. He's so careless. He runs around. I want to be his friend. I want to bring him on the podcast just to tell him how much I love him. You would be... also. I used to have a fake ID once, and I and I had my name was Drew Locke on the uh, on the fake ID. I remember the fake ID. Um. So the thing is, uh, no, wasn't it John Locke? It was John Locke, but I, I altered the story just, just for ah, me. Oh, sorry. Um, the thing is, uh, the video was uh, – sorry, it was Gronk signing his contract, and it's just Brady and Gronk laughing. Gronk, of course, wearing just like a, 
a white undershirt uh, in the meathead Gronk styles ever. And what I saw when I when I saw that video I was like, man, like it, it maybe it's just because Brady's not in the AFC East anymore, tormenting my Dolphins. But I kind of I kind of really like this Tom Brady, this guy who's oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's, it's I wish it would have been him his whole career because he's just having a good time. There it is. Thank you, Eagle. <laughs> he probably's always been this guy, but Billichek's always been trying to suck out the life out of him, you know? But like it's so weird that in his late forties he's having like this not only like a career resurgence, or I mean resurgence isn't the right word, just because personality <laughs> resurgence. Yeah, it's, it's it's a personality resurgence, exactly that. Yeah. You never knew he had a personality till then. Um I mean, the only per- sorry, the only personality that we that we saw of Brady before was him kissing his son in the mouth. That was it. That yeah, was the only personality con- we saw. That's true. Very controversial, controversial personality of that. Um, yet the Bears pursued a quarterback with even less personality. It was Russell Wilson, and instead they got one with even less personality in Andy Dalton. Um, I I'm at a point now where I actually feel bad for Bears fans. Even their best quarterback in, in their history, which is McMahon or Jay Cutler, is not even a great quarterback, right? Like, n- none of their greatest, none of their best quarterbacks would be, like, third or fourth in most other, like, respectable franchises. But here they are, Andy Dalton. Let's, let's see what you can do with Nick Foles and it's, Andy Dalton. Um, I, just, I just find it so funny because there's something about the Bears and quarterbacks they're just they're they're allergic to having a talented quarterback in the hub huddle. I mean, they traded up to get Trubisky in a draft that was loaded with um, with loaded with, 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 Pat with talent. It was loaded with Pat and, and Deshaun and Deshaun Watson, who yeah. might be going to jail. We don't know. Yeah, yet. I know. So, but either way, <laughs> he's a very um, very good quarterback. But I wonder, I wonder what it is about the Bears that is it because. Players don't want to necessarily go there, you know. Like, do quarterbacks not want to go there because maybe they just have a, a history of disrespecting them contract-wise? Or I think Ryan Pace is a bad. Uh, he's bad at deciding whether or not a player is talented. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that Matt Nagy is a particularly great coach. I'm, I was. I never really liked Trubisky. A lot of the the pieces they surrounded them with are guys that are like okay. You know, um, you got Allen Robinson, who's a very good wide receiver. But yeah, yeah. After One that, a huge drop off uh, in terms of their skill position talent. Uh, we're going to up our skill position talent yeah. right yeah. now because we're going to get to our interview. Uh, we're going to bring on Luca Scott of the um, We Got Balls podcast, debuting soon on Hot Sauce Sports. We're going to talk to him about basketball, about the NBA and the tournament, and it's coming up next. And we're back, I think. We did yeah, that we're thing. Back. Where we, you're just we're you're back. still frozen, though. Nice. I know. I, I, listen, man, that, that's going to be the no, thing. I feel like I'm, I should be part of Disney. They should be paying me royalties for reminding <laughs> everyone about the incredible animated film. Um, joining us is a new member of our incredibly talented team, a team that's growing by leaps and bounds in 2021. Uh, we're happy to have uh, his new podcast. He's half of the team representing that new podcast. Uh, Lucas Scott joins us. The show is going to be called the We Got Balls podcast. We're happy uh, to have you aboard, Luca. So first of all, tell us about you and what we can expect from your show. 
Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's much appreciated. I'm honored to and excited to hop on board and see where we can go. Um, so about me, a little about me is, uh, I mean, nothing crazy. I fell in love with sports. The first sporting event I ever watched was the 2005 Super Bowl, Steelers and Seahawks. Started off as a Seahawks fan for that game. And then when the Steelers won, I decided to switch allegiance and become a Steeler fan. So, uh, yeah, just after that, I kind of fell in love with sports and seeing Stephen A and all these guys, uh, you know, talk sports for a living and the passion that they had while talking about sports kind of influenced me and made me figure out early on in high school that I wanted to talk sports. So uh, the We We Got Balls podcast, a former classmate of mine at Concordia University, Dean Bertoya, we decided to, you know, we had already spoken about starting a podcast before I got in touch with Pease and it's like the stars kind of aligned, you know what I mean? We, we spoke and then I, you know, brought up Dean and we kind of just took it from there. So we're excited to uh, start this podcast. Um, we're basically, we're trying to, you know, do it a bit different. Uh, trying to have our betting takes, you know what I mean, for the public and what we think are the locks for the week, uh, where we went wrong. Definitely going to be calling each other out on some terrible picks because there will be terrible picks that happen. <laughs> there always is. La- I told them this last year. I had the Clippers winning uh, winning it all last year, and boy, would that would have that been a segment. I probably would have dumped under the table or something because I would have <laughs> been super embarrassed. So. Where it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Look out for some hot takes, some good takes. Um, and yeah, we're excited to to present it to you guys and and get see what reception we get. Well, we're we're happy to have you. And and uh, you know, it is a podcast that is centered on uh, football and uh, basketball. Uh, today, we're gonna talk a lot about basketball because football season's done. Uh, but we do have a lot of basketball going on, and we do have uh, the the March Madness tournament which we're going to get through some of uh, those picks there so we can then laugh at you when you're completely wrong in exactly like 18 hours from now. Uh, <laughs> when all of our brackets are completely broken and we're just crying. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind, uh, when you see uh, LeBron James, he's become the owner uh, now, of the Red, one of the owners of the Red Sox. He and Mav Carter are the first black partners to join Fenway Sports uh Family Sports Group uh, in their history. What what does um, that mean to you for an active player to get this involved? Um, not only we've seen obviously what he's done uh, on the business end with with shoes and so on, but actually be involved in owning a professional sports team at this juncture. I think it's it's, it's important that you even specified as active player. You know, you don't normally see this from players that that are active, especially to the caliber of LeBron James, like. It's LeBron James, and he's still – I view and many others view that he's still the best player in the world. So for him to be doing stuff like this while he's the best player in the world, like Magic Johnson didn't get into that really until after. You know, he became a part owner of the Dodgers and the L.A. Sparks. So it's it's Michael Jordan, the same with the Hornets. So a lot of these things don't happen while the player is still in his prime. So I think it's incredible uh, that he's able to do that. And, of course, you know, to see how he's far he's come – and his group has come, have come with Rich Paul and Maverick Carter since LeBron came into the league. I think it's incredible. And I was surprised that he chose the Red Sox. I know he's like, you know, he supports the Cleveland Indians. You know what I mean? They had him and D-Wade had that bet in the 2016 World Series. But, no, I think it's great. You know what I mean? And, and I think it's important also that, you know, 
being him, they're both being black men. And, you know, Boston has a history in the past of, you know, racist issues in the past. So I think it's, it's important that they have that black voice within the organization. I know he's just a part owner, but it's still have good to have LeBron, who, who someone who stands for so, racial issues and social issues and is not afraid to use his voice to speak. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a great thing. But they're just trolling Celtics fans, right? Like that's that's really what this is about. <laughs> like it, it, they ended that dynasty that never got started, and now this. I mean, they they're gonna have to just appreciate LeBron at some point, you know. He he's tortured them for years since he went to Miami, and now I mean, if they start bringing World Series with him in the organization in in Boston, they're gonna have to just appreciate him and just welcome <laughs> him with open arms. He's been tormenting them for years, years. All right, so I sorry. Th- th- this is some of the awkwardness of doing this online. I thought Duke had a question. I'll, I'll follow up. No <laughs> your face is frozen and your tongue, and you're like licking your lips. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. You want um, these questions? I-, I can ask about the Knicks any day. I have so many questions about the Knicks. Go for it. But I know no one cares about the Knicks. So it's I love thing. the Knicks. I love the Knicks, dude. Uh, this team, like, am I getting excited for nothing? Now, I looked, and they're 20 and 21, all right? We're not 500, <laughs> okay? But this is as close as it gets. You got to understand, I'm a Raiders fan, first and foremost. Oh, God. And I'm a Knicks fan. So you got to, you got to, you got to, and, and the two soccer teams I like, too, are also terrible. So give me something, man. Give me something to look oh, forward to. I, listen, I've, had, I've probably been more hopeful for some of these recent t- Knicks teams more than you, because... When you guys had Chris Sapp still and Melo was there, I was like, oh, the Knicks. I've been seeing the Knicks are going to make the playoffs for like the last few years. I've been horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. <laughs> I like the Knicks a lot. I like them. And obviously, I was praying that you guys would get Zion because I think Zion in New York City would be fantastic. Uh, Unfortunately. Mean, it was the biggest heartbreak of my life when we didn't get Zion, uh, and it was it was the way that that the way that 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 draft happened, where like it literally cut to commercial before the commercial. Knicks fans are freaking out because you know they're like, oh yeah, you know we 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 might we might we might get the first round pick, and then come back from commercial, boom, nope, didn't get it, and then we end up well, R.J. Barrett's been kind of kind of amazing though, so He's I can't. Good. He's I really very can't good. Do, you know. R.J. is I lo- I kind of lost a little bit of faith after their, their NCAA game where they got knocked out because he had a chance to, I believe it was like tie up the game at the free throw line. Yeah. And at this this was, I believe at this point they were calling him like the Maple Mamba or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm a big Kobe guy, right? Like Kobe is my favorite player of all time. So they're calling him Maple Mamba and he went to the free throw line and, and bricked the free throw. I was yeah. like, no, like this, revoke this Maple Mamba name from him, please. Like, it's just, I was upset. <laughs> I lost faith. But he's been... Even last season, he had a, it's kind of messed up that he didn't make the all-rookie team. I thought that he should have, but yeah, yeah. Uh, at least the second team. I thought it was a bit ridiculous, but whatever. Um, but this he, year, did he, time, he did miss some time last season, which I think he did miss some great. time. But there was – I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there were other players in the second team specifically that did not deserve to be there over him, in my opinion. Because yeah. I don't find he missed enough games to, like, not qualify him for one of the spots. That's fair. That's um, fair. This season, I I mean, I thought you guys had a chance to make the playoffs, but I didn't think, like, in the East, it's competitive uh, yeah. within, like, the bottom, like, after Milwaukee, Philly, and Nets, because, like, they're just above and beyond everyone else. 
it's very competitive, but it's like the records are kind of bad, if we're going to be quite honest. Um, even the Celtics, I'm really surprised. I know Marcus Smart was injured and Kemba, this and that, but, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been there. So, so what you're saying is that it's all LeBron James's fault for not joining the Knicks and joining the Lakers instead, right? Is that what I'm hearing correctly? <laughs> uh, listen, I'm a Laker fan, so I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'm happy that he came <laughs> to the Lakers because we had a little rough patch where we were irrelevant for like five plus years and it was hurt. It was hurting. It was hurting. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm, glad he went, I'm glad he went to the Lakers, man. I really am. Me too. It's, it's, it's awesome. But no, I think the, I think the Knicks not a bright future. And, I mean, Brian Winhorn said that. Within the next two years, expect a big-time free agent or a big superstar player to come to the Knicks, so we'll see. I love it. They definitely have some more building blocks than they've had in the past. Luca, this time last week, on the show, we we talked about, you know, the events that transpired with Myers Leonard. And uh, I kind of broke down the situation saying, well, the thing is, if he's on the team now, he's only going to be there till the trade deadline at the latest. And the reason why is because uh, of the value of clearing off um, his contract because it, it frees up sort of like a trade exemption. Um, so in doing so, he's not going to play a single game for the Thunder. Uh, but they acquired Trevor Ariza. Now, obviously, you know, he did something terrible and he has to pay the consequence for, for that. That's fine. Uh, but it kind of becomes like when you look at this from a business perspective, they got um, – some decent shooting, which is important for how the Heat, the heat play, um, and some um, some outside the perimeter defense. So, yeah, weirdly, net win for Miami, or just like it's a loss because it's a shitty thing to happen. It's, it's first of all, you have to let go of Myers Leonard. You could, there's no way you could have kept him on your team. Um, the chemistry in the locker room, the the public outcry, like it just it just wouldn't have worked, in my opinion. Trevor Reza, now you wish for Miami's sake that he was a bit younger, you know, maybe yeah. like the first season that he was with the Rockets with Chris Paul and James Harden. Like, if you got that version of Trevor Reza, I think it'd be even better. He's still a good veteran presence uh, for them, him and Igudala. They're kind of like, obviously, Igudala was better at his best, but they're kind of the same type of player. Yeah. Um, I, think it's, I think it's good for Miami. For Miami. I don't think that it's going to do anything for them. Um, I, I think to me, the conference finals, assuming health, of course, for Philadelphia is set already, unless they play each other in before the conference finals, Philly and the Nets. That's to me, Milwaukee. I, just, I, I think if you look at some of the advanced analytics, they're, they're actually better than they were last year. Um, and they've also played a long stretch of their games without Drew Holiday, which is a big yeah. deal. They had, um, yeah, no, that's true. He missed quite a bit of time. He missed quite a bit of time. But even if you're looking at last night's game, they were down, I believe, what was it, 18? Yeah. To, to uh, Joel Embiid-less Philadelphia team, and Seth Curry got hurt. They won by, what, four in overtime? I think if I'm Philly, I'm feeling good. I know we lost, but I feel like we can easily, not easily, but we can beat this team. I feel like they can handle that. Uh, with Joel Embiid back, if he's 100% healthy and ready to go, I think Philly's going to go to the finals if he's healthy, if everyone's healthy, of course. Yeah, Just of course. because the Nets, if they get Andre Drummond, then all bets are off. I think that's what I said. <laughs> it's, it's over. But if they don't, if they remain as is, I think, I think Joel Embiid is just going to be too unstoppable 
And, and I know the they Nets, have. The Nets, though, like, they, there's never been a team this historically bad on defense. Like, I, they can pamper sometimes, I think, but. I kept, I kept telling the guys, like, I think um, it's going to be, like, year one of the big three in Miami, where it's, like, fine, but they need to add a couple other pieces just to round out the team. Like, that's what the, the Nets feel like. They're going to be good for another five or six years after this, but right now yeah. they're missing some some key pieces. A guy like Trevor Ariza would really help them, believe it or not, because again, sure. it gives the perimeter defense that they're really lacking. Um, tell us about your uh, what can we expect from the NCAA uh, the NCAA tournament this year? March I know I what can we expect? I know I mentioned um, earlier. Uh, well when I was speaking to you, that it's, it seems like it's poised to have major upsets. As I was filling out my bracket, though, I couldn't come to choose my very many upsets, to be honest with you. Uh, just because, I don't know, it's just a feeling. I don't have Gonzaga making it to the Final Four. It's, um, it's hard, though, because they're, the, they're so good. They're, yes. like, they've been the best team in the country, right? So They have. I have Iowa beating them. I think, I think Luca Garza... The thing is that I know he's not a guard, but for me, in my opinion, the March Madness is like a guard-driven tournament. You know what I mean? We've seen so many guards come in and just absolutely go crazy and, and lead their team quite far. Uh, we saw it with Shabazz Napier, Kemba Walker, Dwayne Wade. Like we've seen it before. I don't, and I'm, and I'm kind of factoring in history, and I know I shouldn't be, but as it pertains to Baylor and Gonzaga, we've seen these teams be good in the tournament before and have great teams and be hyped up to, okay, they're going to win it this year. They're going to make a final four. And it just never pans out. And I know I shouldn't be looking at history of past tournaments because anything can happen, but I just don't, I just don't think that they're going to be able to make it. I think Iowa will be able to beat them. I have Michigan going to the final, to the finals, actually. Um, I'm a bit nervous. Because Isaiah Livers is injured and he's not going to be playing for the tournament. So I'm worried about that. But I have Michigan making it. I have to the Final Four. I have Arkansas making it to the Final Four. And I have Oklahoma State. Just because of Kate Cunningham. So it wasn't for Kate Cunningham, definitely would not be picking Oklahoma State. But like I said, I think it's a guard-driven tournament. I think this is Kate Cunningham's time to showcase why he's the number one overall pick. So I'm excited. to see. You don't see Illinois going to the Final Four? I don't, and I, I don't just because I think I think Oklahoma State is going to beat them. Could be because the their last stretch of games were really impressive. Illinois end of the season was, you know, the hottest team going into the tournament, right? So if it's I, I yeah, people them with their argument, like they have, so. they have it, right? Yeah, no, they definitely, they definitely prove themselves. They're no slouch at all. If I just, I'm, I'm not sold 100. percent If they, if they weren't in the same, um. The same side as Illinois, um, sorry, uh, Oklahoma State. I would pick them, but like I said, I think guard driven. I think Kate Cunningham's potential number one overall pick. I think this is his time to showcase what he can really do. Actually, I don't even think I have Illinois making it to the Elite Eight. Jeez, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> see. Is that I got, I got them. I got Oklahoma State not making the final four. I got Illinois making the final four. But we'll see. We'll see which of our brackets get busted immediately. I yeah, say I'm both. Luca, thank you for joining us. Again, the podcast is the We Got Balls podcast. You're going to start seeing some uh, some blogs out by Luca, blogs out by Dean Bertoya, and um, the weekly podcast with these two guys. I'm really excited. 
glad to have you guys aboard. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to it, man. Take care. And we're back. I was going to do it. I was asking you if I had to do it. Anyway, and we're, back. we're back. Thank you, Eagle. Thank you, Eagle. Um, so we talked, we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show. Uh, there was a horrible string of shootings uh, that happened just outside um, Atlanta, Atlanta Metro in, uh, in Georgia uh, a couple of days ago. The police were quick to issue a statement saying, that they did not think this was a hate crime, as we see violence against Asian Americans rising, uh, in part due to uh, people believing that the coronavirus and measures related to coronavirus uh, can be blamed on a specific country. People should take basic science uh, that would indicate that that's not how um, viruses work. Um, but anyway, the, the violence, of course, is uh, not something that should be tolerated, um, and it's completely awful. The police also said, again, like I said, they, they did not term it a hate crime. Hate crime, by definition, is uh, violence that is carried out towards a specific group of people. The specific group of people that were targeted were, um, were women, and they were Asian women. Uh, so even if it is to believe that this is because this is someone who uh, blamed uh, sort of pornography and the morals of the, of the day, um, it's still a targeted crime. It still needs to be treated as such. Um, and I'm hoping that that's going to be the coverage that we see moving forward. Um, although, unfortunately, it's often not the case. So I'm happy to see a lot of prominent voices speaking out, saying that this is the case. One thing I, I saw, Duke, um, I I don't remember if I heard it on a podcast or saw it in a documentary. It was about a year ago, and they're talking about um, the uh, one of the famous uh, heads of the KKK. And one of the dogmas that he really spread early on in the early days of the KKK was uh, to focus on getting people to not masturbate because it was a, a loss of control. And so when you hear this guy talking about, um, well, he, he murdered these women because he couldn't control himself, um, that sort of just all ties a, a neat little ribbon on it for me. It's obviously speculative. I'm not interviewing the dude. It's just, it's hard to extend the benefit of the doubt to someone who just, you know, did something absolutely awful and absolutely irreversible. Uh, and, and we're going to address it with more information, hopefully by next show where more information is available. But we did not want a whole week to go by without having any address on it whatsoever. So uh, that said, you turn to sports for a distraction um, and you turn to us for a distraction from sports. Uh, so let's, let's do that. We're going to get to rapid fire, have a little fun uh, and uh, hopefully put a smile on your face and otherwise a dismal week. So let's start with our first topic here. Uh, rocket mortgage <laughs> to the moon. Uh, Mr. Glad, glad I, Men's... I, go ahead, Duke. I, I'm glad I had a, had a chance to see something there. No, you don't. You don't. We go straight into rapid fire. I, I, I was just going to make it a statement. We're going to move on. No, for sure. No, for sure. No, I, I just, I do, I do. I would want to say something. I wouldn't no, want to be. I, I don't know if you're comfortable. I don't want to put you on the spot. That's no, I'm, believe me, I'm comfortable talking about anything. I mean, uh, talk about anything uh, when it comes to these matters. And, and I've, as I've said before, I, in a way, I'm, I almost prefer to, uh, talking about social matters than I do talking about sports because, I mean, who cares about sports, really? But, yeah. um, I mean, our you know, the, does. The uh, <laughs> our sponsors, our, our audience, you know. The the, um, the response from the sheriff's office was really, really interesting, uh, and not in a good way. 
this was a um, a sheriff who uh, had posted anti um, you know had had posted anti Asian comments on his own on his own social media feed. Um, he was peddling his own conspiracies about the vaccine being fake. And while we might feel like it's conflation to to uh, to say, well, what, what does this have to do with the, with the virus or anything? The fact is that for the past four years, there was a president of the United States that um, had no problem at all victimizing uh, and making making Asians the, um, the specifically Chinese the reason why there was a pandemic. Um, and regardless of whoever's, uh, regardless of, of 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 anyone's personal feelings on the matter, um, you know, not one group should ever be blamed for anything this this horrendous in life. Uh, but when you see a crime like this happen, and when you see that specific people are targeted, and when you see that the police response is not to say that it is a crime, but to try and deflect it onto other matters, it just it, it just feels like there's a sense of injustice there because had this been um, had this been a man of color, uh, had this been uh, you know a black man doing this, what would the story have been? Um, what would the police response have been? Um, I hate to bring it down to race, but unfortunately, just just one of these stories. So uh, you know, and I know, Pease, I know you're saying that we're going to wait to hear more details, but I don't feel like we're going to get any details at least for a long time. One thing is, uh, we're going to hope. Um, I, I I take it upon myself to try and do some reading on these issues because they, they tend to vanish uh, from especially like social media feeds and stuff after the initial uh, impact. Um, I do I, look. I'm one of the I'm one of the old I'm the oldest guy at Hotel Sports, right? I still read newspapers. The reason I do is because that's where the, this kind of reporting gets done. Um, so do but, if, if you're like me and you're interested, please do the research because um, you're gonna get led down by social media if that's where you get the bulk of your news. Um, I will say. When, sorry, sorry. Just, just, just. I, I need to say something. Just when Dylan Roof shot up a church, was there any other details about it? Was there, you know, when, when, when after shooting up a church, he was, you know, politely arrested. He um, obviously, I can't speak for 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 how his treatment is now, but I mean, we never got to find well, any. He, he had the dignity of not having his neck knelt on, if that's what you mean. Yeah. He, uh, the, the, the thing is, uh, and in these cases, uh, especially if you, you, you refer to specifically television news networks, uh, they never refer to these as domestic terrorism, which is exactly what they are. Uh, they incite terror, uh, and their group, their, their crimes committed against specific groups and people. Um, as for, uh, you know, again, this, this isn't even about politics. This is something that happened with the previous president of the United States. He, uh, like you said, he, he made a scapegoat of a, a specific group of people. And if you are people who are already so inclined uh, towards hatred, towards racism, and the leader of your country is referring to a virus uh, by its uh, geographical location and, and, and associating it to a specific group of people, all that does uh, is, is divide and all it does is uh, empower people who are otherwise filled with hate. So there you go. Again, we're going to continue to address it as we get more information. Uh, hopefully we do. Uh, until then, let's try to lighten things up as we, head, as we get out of here. All right, boys. So let's try this again, shall we? Uh, Rocket yeah. Mortgage to the Moon. Uh, Michigan State men's basketball team has signed a new sponsorship agreement and will now be known as the Michigan State Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Go ahead, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, I think you know I'm, what I'm, 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 I'm,
I am. Uh, I, I, I look. It sounds dumb. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Uh, these universities are going to try and make any find any way to milk money out of uh, out of it right now, and they're going to use the losses of this pandemic to try and you know find ways to not pay their players, and they're going to take on huge sponsorships. They're going to they're going to put sponsors on their jerseys. They're going to sell merchandise with players' names on it. Um, and you know when it comes down to paying players, they're not going to say anything about it. And at any time that a player ever ever wants a dime from this. You know, they they get the hate uh, and and the vitriol from the uh, from the right wing media. So, yeah, I um, I don't know. I I don't I don't like I don't like what it looks like, and I specifically don't like when there's these huge uh, when it's when it's just out in out in the daylight. You know, like we see the greed, we see the gluttony. I disagree. See, no, no. See, I think I think you thought I was going to go there, and and to be honest, I was, but I, I've just reframed it. I'm exceptionally happy that the greed is this obvious. I'm, I'm, I was, you know what? Yeah, they, we see it. They treated we see it. It's not hidden. The quote-unquote student-athlete, different from all other students who were not on campus, they had them, yeah. and the athletes come in uh, at a time during a pandemic and get because sick. obviously that was more important to them than academics. And now yeah. we've got yeah. to the point where, let's stop pretending. Let's stop pretending it's amateur sports when you're renaming your team the Rocket Mortgages. Um, oh, yeah. No. At this point, at so this blatant. point, uh, let, let the players take advantage of it. Is all. Let, let, share share your bit of the pie. Maybe they're going to get really good mortgage rates in their house that they can't buy because their student loans are so high. <laughs> they still can't afford. Uh, you see, this uh, is why we need, we need Terry on the show because I feel like we we tend to have the same similar opinion on these matters. You, no, know? you said it was a bad idea. I said it was a good idea, but we basically said yeah. the same thing. Basically the same thing, yeah, exactly. Next, uh, full disclosure, uh, there's been a leak out of the L.A. Uh, police office, let's call it that, regarding details of the Kobe Bryant hel- helicopter crash, including photos and information about the case. So Vanessa Bryant has taken the uh, dignity back into her hands and has released the names of said leakers that have now leaked all that information. So the L.A. Sheriff Alex Villanueva has a response for this. Uh, you'll see it on the screen right now. Uh, we will refrain from trying this case in the media and will wait for the appropriate venue. Our hearts go out to all the families affected by this tragedy. Thoughts? So what was leaked? What was leaked exactly? Uh, there was photos of... Um, of, of the uh, crash? Gian, of the crash of Gianna's body, uh, of, uh, of Kobe's body. Uh, basically, you know, Vanessa Bryant said there was no, there was no benefit to... No, there's none at all. This ...other than sensationalism, right? So... Um, I think she's absolutely on the right side of this. I remember actually hearing that the way she found out was not that she got a call from the police, from the, from the police officers or, or the police station, but she saw it on the news first. Um, yeah. So it was completely mishandled from the from the from the the, the front of it. Um, and I do find it funny that Villanueva is saying that he, he's not going to try this in the media, where he's the kind of sheriff who gets his face in front of the camera as often as possible. All right. Uh, next on the docket over here, uh, a giant mistake. Patrick Ewing uh, took exception to be costed. Patrick Ewing. Ewing. Get Thank that you. fucking name right. I, okay, so you scroll oh, my Lord and Savior. Savior. Since I get the other ones. He's my Lord and Savior. Don't you dare. So he took he, exception. He's even in Space Jam. He will. He was. He took exception to being accosted by uh, MSG security uh, recently uh, with a general statement. So here's uh, what he it. had to say. I want to say Let's one thing. Look at they, guy. I, I thought this was my day. building. You always look and like I this. feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. 
and I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez. Peace. Uh, you want to go first or you want, me to, you want me to torch, to torch this? All right. All right. Let's go to Bobby Bangkok. Look, it works better if you let the clip play first. <laughs> I don't know. It's also it's skipping on my end. I don't know. I can't tell if it's yeah. done or not. Done. Go first. Here, just, just, um, just, to make it easier, just to make it easier because everything's sort of cutting today, go first on all the topics. I'll now follow up. Beautiful. I love it. Um, yeah. So number one, got to know who the guy is. But at the same time, I mean, I could feel for I could feel for that, that, that this poor kid that is just trying to do his job might be his first day on a job, might not even follow basketball. Probably got the job, you know, uh, a few days ago, and uh, you know he's he, he's asking Patrick Ewing, yeah, and he's like asking Patrick Ewing for a pass because he doesn't know who he is, you know. Um, you know, I, I never I never like when when celebrities pull that card, like, you know, do you know who I am when most kids haven't even seen Patrick Ewing play, you know, unless you actively look for his highlights on YouTube. But, um, you know, that's a bad spot there. You got you got to know who he is. His, 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 his jersey's in, in, in the rafters. He's can literally point and say, that's me. Time. He can point up yeah. and say, that's me. But um, he's saying he's saying that he's he's been asked asked to provide his pass on multiple multiple spots. I do feel like this might be a a Dolan thing. I mean, he's he's been pretty stingy with a lot of his a lot of his athletes lately, especially when it comes to to, uh, to Charles Oakley. So, um, you know, I feel I feel for all sides, but you just got to know who the guy is. You know. So I, you, you know, I, I, my thing is, if it's a six foot four point guard uh, who retired from the league and been like, yeah, you know what. This guy's probably just someone trying to sneak onto the court. Um, but Patrick Ewing, seven foot one, it's got to at least cross your mind that this is somebody who might be involved with the game. Um, my thing is the way this segment started, the way, the way this question started, Eagle asking, uh, you know, setting it up, saying, calling him Patrick Ewing. Um, I just, I was like, so Eagle would have been that guy not recognizing Patrick Ewing. <laughs> yeah. And then all exactly. the five and five. Eagle is trying to stop Patrick Ewing. Hey, I, I recognize people. I just can't pronounce their names. There's a difference. I'm really good with faces, really bad with words. I just the, the idea of Eagle asking Patrick Ewing to leave Madison, Madison Square Garden is now my favorite <laughs> image. I want you to Photoshop that Duke so it could be. I'm on it. I'm on it. Technically, the image already exists. Go take the shot from Space Jam when his powers get stolen. I'm the little alien. There we go. <laughs> Uh, next topic here, benchmarking. Uh, Trent Williams recently signed the brand new contract, making him the highest paid uh, offensive lineman in the league. Um, but just enough, uh, the previous owner of that record was uh, David Bakhtiari for the Green Bay Packers, who currently makes $23 million a year. Trent Williams is now making $23 million and $10,000 a year. Uh, and so Dave Bakhtiari tweeted out what you can see on your screen. You petty as fuck. Congrats on the deal. And history, Silverback, very deserving. Excited to see you continue to do gorilla things. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm supposed to comment on, on, on offensive linemen getting mad at each other. I mean. Nobody's mad. <laughs> I, actually, I have no idea what I'm reading here. There's too many emojis. Can someone explain <laughs> it to me? <laughs> okay, so for old man Duke. Um, his nickname is Silverback. Uh, a lot of people, oh, on, Twitter, okay. a lot of people okay. on Twitter thought this was like a racial thing of David Bacteria calling him a gorilla. And like, no, the two are very well, obviously yeah. friendly, uh, if not friends. Um, and it was just, it was just like the pettiest thing of like, 
you know what? Whatever bacteria you got, just give me like, I don't know, 10 grand more. Like, I, 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 it's, it's to the point of like 10 grand on a contract like that is like a stick of gum. I mean, anytime you tell a black guy to do, continue doing that emoji things, you're asking. Yeah, I know, but it's, it, the guy's got a silverback tattoo on his, on his shoulder. But nobody knows that. No one cares about offensive <laughs> linemen except for people on Facebook. So, right. like. It's true, it's true. You, 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 you dealt with your own heat for that today. <laughs> oh, man, uh, Vader's legend. I just find it very hypocritical of you peas to be judging someone for saying, oh, this is such a petty thing, when between the two I of know. us, we have the exact same agreement. My, my, I, I never want to do salary negotiations, so whenever I've had to do it, I always tell, I always say, just pay me $1 more than Eagle. And it's literally been our arrangement for our entire careers working together. Yep. That is petty AF. All right, next. Uh, hold your applause. Uh, Blake Griffin has recently changed teams, but seems to have forgot that he no longer plays for the Detroit Pistons as he is caught I saw this. cheering I saw on this. the wrong team. Come on, you can't you can't be on this guy's back about this. He's been playing for Detroit for how long now? Like two years. I feel like it's more like four years, no? In what sense? Yeah, between two and four. Way to cut out the music eagle that would have gotten us a copyright uh, a copyright infringement. You're um, welcome. The, like, um, he, he just flinches. And I don't see a celebration or anything. Oh, okay. He was about to go okay, clap. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. to admit, like admit, it happens to me too, where like I'm watching a Dolphins game, for example, and the Patriots score for a second. I'm like, oh, oh shit, wrong team. God damn it. Like you're barely paying attention. You're doing something else. You look up, you see a score. You want to be happy because happy things are happening. And then you realize... Oh, no, that happened against me. It's sadness. sadness. And then our last topic for today, the ancient ways. Uh, sometimes the Internet has the strangest things, uh, Rule 34 not included. Troy Casey, self-proclaimed president of planet Earth, has showcased a strange technique that has increased his stamina in the bedroom, apparently. Uh, nice. so we're going to be able to check this out in just a second. You gotta, you gotta, there you go. All right, so he's flipping his cock. The ball slapping. Oh. Jesus. Guarantee this dude's never been invited to a party before. <laughs> like, he's know, never like, been technique. like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you have like a special talent. He's like, oh, let me whip it out and show you. The high school talent show was probably really awkward for him. The uh, <laughs> honestly, look, this is this is the kind of time. This is the time where I see this, and he called this a um, a uh, Chinese remedy. And it, it comes to a time where you look at this and you say, "There's no way we can prove that." Like, you know, ancient civilizations weren't on YouTube. I can't go check to see if they were slapping their nuts. All right, I'll assume you're right. And then I thought to myself. We really need to get like Roman Swipes or one of those guys as a sponsor because that would have been a perfect way to tie it into our sponsors. But in uh, in the absence of that, it's just the guy slapping on his cock. I say we invite him on as a guest, but we just focus the camera on his balls. Yeah, we tell him just do the interview in front of your computer and stand up. Yeah, just stand up. Just that's the one. That's the move. We didn't slap. We got to slap. Maybe next time. Maybe next time after I practice the ancient Chinese art of ball slapping. And that's it this week, boys. That was it. 
That was it. Did you hear? Did you hear what, what Lucas said about my next? Yeah, he said they're twenty and twenty-one. They're a game under five hundred, and you're celebrating <laughs> like they're a contender. When they win a championship, I'm gonna laugh at all of you. I'm gonna yeah. laugh at everybody. Which In the meantime, we continue to laugh at you instead. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. The Mac and Dream. For those of you who have not yet uh, liked, subscribed, all those things, please do so. We do appreciate that. Uh, if you listen as well, that would be awesome. Otherwise, if you if you uh, want to just you know collect some money in a fountain, collect change in a fountain, bring that change over to Duke's house. They Duke still do that. He would buy himself at least one McCain Deep and Delicious cake because it is both deep and delicious. Um, in the meantime, Duke, thank you for filling in today. This was a lot of fun. I missed doing the show with you. Um, Eagle, thank you for keeping us on the rails. Special thank you to new contributor Lucas Scott for coming on the show. And thank you all for letting me be myself. Take care, you boys. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.